Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hi, everyone. It's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ Network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled woe period begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun, and see you later. Hey everyone, it's Helen here, voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne. Today I'm telling you about Old Gods of Appalachia, a non-linear but intricately woven eldritch podcast from Deep Nerd Media that has recently joined the Rusty Quill Podcast Network. 
In this cosmic horror podcast, created by writers from the region, an alternate version of Appalachia is a place where hearts are good, hands are strong, and nobody wants to talk about what sleeps beneath. Follow generations of granny witches and their families as they stand against the rising tide of the inner dark. You can listen to Old Gods of Appalachia, that's A-P-P-A-L-A-C-H-I-A, wherever you listen to podcasts, visit RustyQuill.com, or go to www.oldgodsofappalachia.com for more information. Have a good time. Hello and welcome to the Rusty Quill Gaming Podcast. I'm Ben Meredith, your GM, and other thing i've done it twice and got it right but this time i'm done it's jazz it's intro jazz <laughs> and who are you playing ben meredith nope he got look. friends and audience alex got it wrong i put a trap <laughs> and he fell into it i asked oh, no. who you're playing no no <laughs> i'm sorry ben meredith's mouthpiece for all of his worst instincts what, Zolf? No, Helen. Yeah, I was going to say, that's definitely Zolf, not Grizzol. <laughs> Very well. All right, all right. And with me today is... Ben Meredith. Ben Meredith. Ben Meredith. And Ben Meredith. Hey. God, I'm good. I'm really good at doing impressions <laughs> of everybody else. <laughs> and who are you playing? Grizzol, Drake, Ang- Angst, Dadam. Zoya. Chilva. And Zolf Smith. Good stuff. And when last we left, you had just found a bloody smear and a sign of a scuffle uh, with <laughs> Ivan, who turned out not to be that terrible, all told. Maybe irresponsible, but not terrible. Ivan the not-so-terrible. Hey, there you go. I wasn't even setting hey. up for that good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, quick reiteration, Ivan says, like, yeah, well, I just left him right. And as he, as you look towards where he pointed... You see on the floor in the middle of the ruin the signs of a scuffle and a splatter of blood. What do you do? How long ago? Uh, about, I don't know, six hours? You know, it was night time. Oh. I, I left him, you know, left him here at, at sort of dawn. And there definitely wasn't the bloody smear on the ground when you left them. Y- yeah, no, that's that's new. Okay, that's new. Grizzop immediately heads off and starts doing the ranger scouting around thing whilst people talk. Okay. What were the children's names? Anders and... Mint. Mint. Yeah, Zoya's going to head off into the undergrowth as well, yelling the two names. Okay. I would like uh, Alex to make me a read a tense situation roll. Oh, I can do that. I can do that. So, come on. I'm going to roll with cunning, which I'm not awful at, which makes me feel like I'm playing my character right, which I don't like. Hmm? Nine plus one on cunning, ten. Okay. Can that get better? Because I no. could help. Okay. Yeah, no, no. T- uh, when you're at ten, you're as good as you can be. Uh, get better. I'm amazing. How dare you? So, Alex, you can redo these questions a little bit because I don't think all of them are appropriate. Uh, so, on a ten plus, you can ask three of these and take plus one when acting on the answers. What's my best way in, out, or through? Who or what is the biggest threat? Who or what is most vulnerable to me? What should I be on the lookout for? And who is in control here? Okay. Oh, and I get a plus one when acting on the answers. Cool. Okay, so what should I be on the lookout for? Cool. So 
What you do notice is that there is not enough blood here to kill somebody. This looks like a an injury, you know, a, a bad injury, but the fact that there is not a, a body and looking around you can see that the tracks that are being left doesn't involve a drag. Mm-hmm. It's likely that it looks like, you know, assuming that this is the kids being attacked, that they managed to escape. Understood. What's my best way out in or through to the kids i'm stretching that a little bit nope i get you um you can identify a clear track through the forest yes what is your third question who is in control here which i'm going to push to mean a little bit closer to do i think that they left fleeing do i think they just moved away like that kind of thing yeah i think this is kind of doubling up with who or what is the biggest threat as well okay as you're sort of following the trail you notice that like smaller trees have been pushed out of the way undergrowth has been trampled um it looks like they have been pursued by something very large understood understood i will come back and report that to the party but won't waste people's time with telling them that because why why would i you do you in the meantime is anybody else doing something while grizzop is kind of like doing the the scout going to follow grizzop and just i was going to help but grizzop did fine well for flavour point of view, like you are both working together, oh. and that's okay. It's just that I'm winning. Yeah, yes. <laughs> that's, that's fine. Chelvar knows what Chelvar is strongest at, and that's moustaches and yeah, relics. <laughs> so Zoya is not following the trail. Zoya is sort of pushing a little way into the undergrowth, yelling the two names. As soon as she sees Grizzop moving ahead with purpose, she'll stop and start following but, you know, doesn't have the tracking skills, but that is her first instinct, basically. I I would like you to trust fate. Please make me a luck roll. Oh, luck minus one. This is a great idea. Yep, because you went with your gut. You just went, oh, let's let's have a look around. I rolled a five, so... (laughs) Minus one. Oh, dear. Right. You push in, and you find yourself... You pick up a trail. You kind of skip the bit where Grizzop has actually worked out kind of where things are going. You've kind of blundered in, managed to pick up a trail and sort of started following it just out of instinct and kind of a little bit of like, Mm. oh, I need to help these people. I need to get there quickly and kind of accidentally separate yourself from the group. As you do, you walk up, you hear a noise that you don't quite process before you almost walk straight into a sleeping bear. (laughs) <laughs> oh dear who wakes up and stands up and starts growling at you <laughs> is it a bear the size of a mountain with a city on its back no it's not but it is about six times your size I'm not impressed I mean I'm scared but I'm not impressed okay well for yeah I definitely think for that and the fact that you yeah. completely failed yeah. on this uh, trust fate um, thing, the bear takes a swipe at you before you are able to properly ready yourself because you're still yeah. like so shocked that this has occurred, and um, you manage to sort of duck out of the way, but in doing so, take one exhaustion with this like sudden yeah. rush of adrenaline yeah. that you're having to deal with as you like throw yourself back to avoid the swipe, which would have just gutted you. I'm struggling so hard with absolutely perfect characterization of Zoya going that bear's six times my size I've seen bigger that's that's not an exciting size boo unflappable uh, and Zolf right can you remind me the figure something out move? yes uh, so it's actually figure someone out oh is it 
Yeah, this is actually a very social, like social and like society focused game because a lot of it's about like the factions oh. interplaying with each other. It's like reading a tense situation, but your questions are: Is your character telling the truth? What is your character really feeling? What does your character intend to do? How does your character wish I'd do? And how could I get your character to X? Um, with the you being the target of like you're asking me those questions or the 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 character that you're questioning those questions. Helen, Helen, so Helen, not figure Ben out. <laughs> as, as, I mean, you meta could, on meta on meta. I, I mean, you could probably ask that question to the bear. Uh, I think it's quite obvious what <laughs> question, like the answers to those questions are. But um, all right, that's not the move I thought it was. Instead, what what mechanically do I need to do to figure out the Zoya has gone missing? Ah, right. Well. I think that uh, given the the level of narration I gave to Zoya, a lot of this has already occurred and they're not very far away. Okay. So while Tjelvar and Grizzop are in the in the business of like tracking and trying to find out and they're they're paying a lot of attention to sort of the ground around them, you have sort of wandered over to the outskirts and what you hear is kind of like this low rumbling growl and a crash. Right. I'm gonna say that it wasn't wandering. I think it was Zolf taking a deep breath, trying to centre himself and then being like, right, if I was an attacked couple of kids, where would I go? Does a little look at, bit of looking around, then here's the rumbling and stuff. Right. Now, I know mechanically there is no way for the glaive to go on fire, but <laughs> spiritually the glaive goes on fire. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're running your, the, the burning anger for just everyone through it. <laughs> right. And Zolf is going to yell, wait, this way, and uh, start marching towards the rumbling, growling, crashing noise. So one thing as well, uh, just mechanically for Grizzop, well, for Alex, really, uh, you haven't lost your forwards. If you're acting on the information you get, you still get those plus one forwards. But yes, uh, Zolf is now like marching off kind of in the direction of the tracks that you were tracking. And now that Zolf has mentioned, oh, we need to go this way, you're suddenly like, oh, yeah, there's some noises over there. Oh, yeah, Grizzop's absolutely going to, like, I like to think that I realise they never overlapped, but Grizzop would would listen to Zolf as a leader. Yeah, I actually feel like my my theory that my personal theory that Grizzop and Zolf would actually probably have made a reasonably effective team. They're both eminently practical. Yeah, uh, I think so. I don't think they'd have liked each other though. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. They do not like but each I other. I think they'd work fabulously together, and Grizzop would listen. If yeah. if Zolf is like this way, Grizzop's like yeah, all right, cool. And what's what's Telvar up to in all of this? I think they want to keep following the tracks in case the kids are there. Great. But the problem is that that means that then the person that isn't carrying plus one forward is going to keep doing that. Well, but I'm going to say that no, I'm, I'm going to say that because you kind of both wanted to do the same thing. Let's you can share those plus one forwards between. That's cool. Thank Quick, you, Telvar. Carry my forward, forward. Yeah. Uh, thanks. <laughs> Cheers. Um, yeah. Uh, gonna keep looking for the kids because okay. I trust my companions to to look after themselves. They wouldn't have done anything as stupid as waking up a bear. Uh, so, <laughs> gotta find these kids. They might be bleeding out. Fair. Okay. Uh, so, Grizzop and Zolf are running towards the bear kerfuffle. Mm-hmm. Tjelvar is, as you said, Lid, more following the tracks. Which yep. will probably end with the bear kerfuffle, but there are yes. other things that might have happened on the way. Yes. Good stuff. So how are you, like, attempting 
to follow those tracks? Like, are you trusting in fate? Are you... Right. My assumption is that having heard those, there will be quite wide tracks. My thought is that if these kids survived, they probably climbed a tree mm-hmm. or found a hiding place. I'm going to jog along these tracks, expecting them to take me to the bear. But while I do that, I'm going to be looking around for... What's the word? For Tree-based youth. <laughs> yeah, tree-based youth. Uh, small cracks in, in rocks where a child... Uh, well, a, an of age but but useful creature might hide or just like drops of blood, uh, which I think probably makes it a tense situation. Mm. Though I... Maybe I don't think that's roguish, really. No, so I, I think roll, roll cunning. Okay, I will um, roll yeah, cunning. I'm definitely... I'm deviating from, from the written moves because cool. there are there are they're very specific and helpful but yeah. when you want to do something generically see if you do it you know it's... yeah yeah i uh, rolls in 11 by the way and oh, i get great. plus naught so 11 actually plus one so you get 12 yeah. i think we bring me- mechanics to because we're so used to pathfinder we're like but I, if i can't get a number i don't know what to do so it like takes us a while to now, it, yeah. yeah this is a conversation where i could definitely go off on one for a while yes. so <laughs> Quick, <I'm all> magic <laughs> no. not not for now but yes i have some right. feelings about pbta versus you know your more simulationist yeah. stuff but yeah so absolutely your supposition is entirely correct mm-hmm. you're kind of following the tracks and you can see like these dro- spots of blood and smaller tracks being followed by larger tracks mm-hmm. and then you get to a particularly sort of large and ancient oak tree Mm. which is covered in moss and very like craggy in the the bark it's one of those trees that they kind of look like they've exploded because they're so old and they've just grown so many bits they hollow out inside as well yeah almost enormous absolutely enormous very much this is a very this is a prime the the woodlands is primordial forest so these trees you know all over the shop and the smaller tracks stop here Mm -hmm. and you look up and into a hollow and you see a scared like white rabbit's face sort of clutching a knife kind of not at you but like in in a general thing um, tick box yeah uh, achievement achieved so what you read and then we'll jump over to the the other mm-hmm. uh, bunch is that though the tracks the big ones mm-hmm. kind of circle this tree and then wander off a bit mm-hmm. and surprisingly enough the way that they wander off you can hear a kerfuffle over <laughs> to the kerfuffle so like Zoya has dodged this bear which is now up and angry in the time it's taken you to evade the attack and just try and reassess the situation because the bear is not like immediately charging you down mm. you are joined by Grizzop and Zolf the three of you you have a an absolutely enormous and very furious bear in front of you what do you do? I mean, Zoya is very sensible, and if this bear was still perhaps down or semi-asleep, I think she would correctly retreat. However, the bear is angry and awake, and Zoya also does not back down from a challenge, mm-hmm. even when the odds look bleak. So Zoya literally raises her greatsword, steps forward, and engages in melee. Okay. On a hit, trade harm. Well, yes, yeah, so you are engaging sword to sword. So when you engage an enemy sword to sword at close range, which, like, sword yep. to claw... Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Roll with might. Yeah, on a hit, trade harm. On a 10+, plus, pick three of you inflict serious harm, you suffer little harm, you shift your range to intimate or far, or you impress, dismay, or frighten your foe. On a 7-9, to nine, you pick one of those things. Yeah. And again, this is PBTA, so I, as the GM, don't... I react to moves, I don't... Yeah. The bear ain't going to get a turn, the bear is going to react to yeah. what you do to it. I rolled an eight. 
and my might is plus three, so that's a total of 11. Oh, we're doing well. So I will take the options. I inflict serious harm, I suffer little harm, and I frighten my foe. I'm also going to activate the large property of my greatsword, which says mark exhaustion when dealing harm with this weapon to inflict one additional harm. No wonder Zoya was unimpressed. That's a lot in one go. <laughs> yeah. 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 Crikey. Poor bear. So fluffy. So angry. So hungry. <laughs> I kind of feel like I owe Bryn an apology. I'm really sorry we were coming to your aid. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> on us. And that was my assumption, and I won't make it again. So you're suffering little harm and dealing great harm. Yes. And adding an additional harm, yeah? Yes. That's just really great harm. So, Fantastic and harm. frightening my foe. Yeah, so you're using a large blade or axe, right? Yes. Great sword? Large, large sword. So that is two injury, plus one injury for inflicting great harm. Yeah. Plus one injury for your move, right? Yeah. So my that's four moves. injury all told. <laughs> yeah. Good lord. <laughs> You do bear damage. Oh, hey. Hey. It's really, really fun being on this side of the boss fight, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. uh, now, the difference is Love that it. I root for my players, so I don't care. You're wrong to. <laughs> I'm invested in the story. You're still wrong to. <laughs> it is trade harm, though, so I may suffer yes. some harm, yes. even though I've oh, you are it. No, you're suffering... Yes, you're yeah. suffering harm because you're fighting a bear. How do you do this? How do you want to engage with this bear? Well, as as I recall, in the previous universe, uh, Zoya's mechanical class was barbarian. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. as I said, although I understand that sometimes it's, you know, if I had not awakened this threat, it would have been better to back off. Once I feel like escape is, you know, more is much more difficult, I don't back down from a challenge. So I'm, I'm literally wading in and I'm, you know, I'm growling and I'm snarling and I'm swinging my sword and I'm, I'm being extremely aggressive and I'm not necessarily... I'm not fighting very defensively. Like, I'm, you know, I'm going all out and yeah. starting to lose track of my own personal safety. And it's only the, the viciousness of my attack which prevents me leaving myself more open. Good stuff. So, yeah, so you, you let out a roar and um, deal just, like, a series of really punishing blows to the this bear's face and shoulders. Yeah. Like, slashing it across an eye, one across the muzzle. The bear, like, does a bear scream. So it's still a, a roar, but it's, you know, very pained yeah. Yeah. and anguished. And it hits you hard with the back of one paw, sending you, like, hurtling through the air, and you bounce off the trunk of a tree, but land again and advance, so kind of taken up uh, by the battle trance that you are. You, t- you suffer one harm, yeah. but you are still at close range. Cool. To confirm, is a harm and an injury the same thing? Mm, well, sorry, yes. You suffer one injury. Yeah, uh, okay, that's a good question. Okay. Like, harm is the problem. And then that Understood. can be broken down into decay, exhaustion, or injury. Understood. Because you also got an exhaustion from the large, right? Yes. I've also uh, read the description of my equipment more closely, and it turns out that I actually, effectively, I start with only three exhaustion instead of four, because wearing the Oof. plate armour just uses one up. That makes sense. Oh. I will make a note of that as well. Yeah, cool. Oh, and here's a question. I think because a lot of the damage would have been... Uh, like, Are you wearing a helmet? No, it's just plate over the, the chest and arms mostly. Fine. So I'm going to say you cannot reduce the injury with that because it's mainly the back of your head slamming against the tree is, is the problem bit. Yeah, that makes sense. Great. So, Zolf or Grizzop? I'm happy to go first. Hmm. Now, I do need a, a rules clarifier. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push my luck. 
I'm working under the assumption, Ben, unfortunately, that as much mm-hmm. as I would like a bear to count as a vulnerable NPC, an <laughs> awake and angry bear mid-combat probably isn't ripe for a murdering. No, yeah, no. So that, that murder is not going to work on this. If the bear was still asleep, I actually may have given it to you. Understood. Although I never intended the bear to be asleep. I don't think Grizzop would have acted like that. That's fine. I'd like to do a yeah, vicious yeah. strike, pre- please, which is a special that I have as a dirty fighter. Okay. When you viciously strike an opponent where they are weak, the knees, <laughs> mark exhaustion and roll with might. On a hit, they suffer serious harm. On a 10+, plus, I get away with a strike. On a 7-9, to nine, they get a shot in as well. Good stuff. Uh, this is obviously using the bow, because, you know, bow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Rolls an eight, so... Oh, uh, no, ah, rolls a nine. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. Rolls a nine, because it's with might. So, serious harm, but they get a shot in as well. Yeah, you shoot the bear with your bow. You get it sort of under the foreleg, so gotcha. into the chest area, like, in a very, like, yeah, weak place, because it is distracted by Zoya, like, just beasting its face. <laughs> <laughs> no two ways about it. Yeah. <laughs> but... Like, yeah, you strike it. It lets out, like, a a sort of low-keening moan, turns to you and, like, just slaps a huge branch over at you to try and, like, fend you off. But this, it strikes you square in the chest, sending you reeling back into the undergrowth. Take two injury. Are those that I can pass on to my chain armour, did I hear right? Yes, because this is a body shot. Understood. I will take both in the chain armour. Thank you. Cool. Good stuff. Uh, but at that point, the bear slumps, goes down, because oh, you just. Oh, I wanted to use my guardian move. Sorry, you. <laughs> you two, you two were too good. You didn't let. You didn't let solve. Can I? Hmm. Hang on. Actually, no, no, no. Retcon, retcon, because it gives Helen a go, and it's oh, more, better. more funnerer. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it is actually, um, these are taken because, hey, if you get to use your armour, it's got decay, and I'm going to say this is like its thick bear hide. Yeah. Yeah, um, Yeah. so your your arrow thunks in, but doesn't penetrate as far as you would have thought, and it still slaps this big branch. You, you still take the hit, but it is still barely up and running. Hey-o. <laughs> it's barely hey <laughs> Curse that thick bear hide. Yeah. Prepare to meet it's a grizzly bear hide. fate. Zolf. Zolf. Oh. Finish it. <laughs> Zolf, off you go. Um, okay, so Zolf is going to use his guardian move, which is as follows. When you defend someone or something from an immediate NPC or environmental threat, roll with might. On a hit, you keep them safe and choose one of the options on a seven to nine you either expose yourself to danger or escalate the situation and on a miss you take the full brunt of the blow intended for your protectee and the threat has you where it wants you oh oh okay in which case this is okay so this is like an interruption this is effectively you saying i don't want grizzop to get hurt so this would be is it this now? would be zolf stepping in front of the branch and taking it Ooh. Yes, then yes. I grizz Let's up do that for the amazing circularity. <laughs> right, ro- roll me those d6, Ellen. Okay, so my might is two. So, okay, all right. Let's try not to kill Zolf. Okay. Actually, as much as I grizz up his Dorset, grizz up would actively resent the fact that grizz up hasn't managed to sacrifice himself yet. I yeah. mean, that is how grizz up yeah. went down. So, yes. 
Yeah. Okay, that's an eight overall. Ooh. Okay, so you, um, what does it say, sorry, on a seven to nine? I expose myself to danger, escalate the situation. Cool. Okay, yes. So you you step in front of it and attempt with the glaive to kind of bat the branch out of the way. Yes. Uh, I think I still get to choose one of the options, but it just comes also with the cost. Ah. Please, choose well the options. I would like to put the bear in a vulnerable spot and take one forward to counter-strike. Sure. Uh, yeah, so fundamentally this is um, you kind of bat the branch away with the glaive, but it cracks in half and one half kind of um, hits you in the thigh, um, dealing one injury. Okay. Does Grizzop take any? No. Okay. Yes, yeah, so Zolf interposed himself completely. You have been defended. <laughs> Whether you like it or not. Yeah, so... Grizzop will remember that. Yeah. Would you like, mm-hmm. Zolf, to counter-strike at this point with your plus one forward? I would. Okay. With my great sword. Hit it. Hit it real good. Yeah. Okay. I will simply roll to hit, I guess. Yep. So you engage sword to sword. Yes. I didn't know this bear that had a is. sword. Oh, my God. All right, engage sword to claw. <laughs> and that is a nine. Okay. So, uh, is that including your plus one? Yes. Okay, uh, so yeah, choose one of inflicting serious harm, suffering little harm, shifting your range to intimate or far, or impressing, dismaying, or frightening your foe. Inflicting serious harm? Yes, so I would say, so this bear is, at this point, frightened or dismayed by Zoya's attack. It's starting to back off when you step in. Mm. How do you kill this bear? I've got a glaive. You do. So I figure I just kind of... Stab it real lots. <laughs> okay. Uh, stab it real lots, you do. I love that's, uh, absolutely that's my rightly opinion. So you yeah, so so you, you step forward as this bear is kind of rearing up in order to reorient and yeah, kind of make it escape. That's what I mean. But yeah. Uh, you jam the glaive into its chest. And it lets out, like, a a final gurgling roar before dying. And it then tips forward. And this bear, I said, is absolutely huge. Ginormous. And it tips forward onto you. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Dealing you two injury. Because this is a a strike by a particularly powerful or mighty foe, so it's got a base injury value of two. Sure. Oof. And at that point... With Zolf now stuck under a bear, I think I'll take a break. (laughs) Yay! Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And welcome back. So, with Zolf trapped under a bear, <laughs> let's talk to Telvar. So, Telvar, how is it going? Can you remind me the name of the rabbit? Yes, the rabbit's name is Mint. Hello, Mint. I'm here to rescue you. Where is your friend? Um, he, 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 he's in here with me. He's um, hurt. 
it, it's the bear still around. A bear listens. You hear... <laughs> I think not. <laughs> um, I say, actually, at this point, Ivan also jogs up and is like, oh, looks like he's maybe not the... Uh, he hasn't put in his cardio as much as he maybe should have. <laughs> and, yeah, Mint's like, oh, really? Uh, OK, um, uh, just, uh, give me a hand. Can, can you get up here, please? Can I do that? Pretty sure uh, I can. Yes, yes. This is not like a, a severely dangerous situation, cool. so yeah, you can you can get I yourself clamber up. up. I've got a lot of finesse. I'm all yeah. Ropey. So in cool. in the hollow of the tree, yep. you see Anders, mm-hmm. who seems to be pretty severely hurt. Right. I mean, I guess foxes have fur, so mm. hopefully, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he's looking quite pale around the muzzle or the, the he's got, places a, he's got where... a grey little nose his nose is yeah. grey oh no yeah. baby his gums are pale that's oh that's yes exactly yeah, yeah. so you know yeah given, given they have uh, not much exposed skin th- there is ways to tell when an, a furry creature is blood loss basically right buddy let's get you to safety can I carry him down the tree without you rolling absolutely do can. I need to roll something this sounds like finesse I think more than might because it's it's a question yeah. of scaling a thing you know what as opposed to just hocking him out of a tree <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I've got I've got an idea so yes uh, attempt a roguish mm-hmm. feat please cool roll four five nine and with that's plus finesse isn't it yeah so twelve oh Ooh, okay nice. beautifully descends like a choir of angels like a feather into a, into a soft, softer substance. So the way I'm fluffing this as well mm-hmm. is you are seeing to Anders's wounds. Mint, obviously, she's not, like, she doesn't know what she's doing. Um, she, she appears to have, like, bandaged it as best she can, but she is not skilled at first aid. So you reach into your pouch, mark decay as you use up some of your first aid supplies. Okay. But you stabilise Anders. Grand. He is weak and, you know, has lost a lot of blood, but is probably not going to degrade anymore at this point Grand. You, you know you, you've got here just in time like this could have gone very badly so I was hoping that I was do, do I also get him down to the ground sorry yeah yeah this is all part of this right yeah, right this right, right, right. It's, it's just that the attempting roguish freaks you have to pick one and because you've got a 10 plus it's use right. up some of your resources which oh, I spent yeah, out yeah, as yeah. like sure, sure, sure. a lump to first aid because it doesn't quite work as a move no that, that makes <laughs> that makes complete sense that makes complete sense also that's quite the feat to do first aid as you take someone out of a tree so that's scans I'm not I'm, I'm not saying that Tjelvar is like doing it on the go I'm going to say I'm going to say actually that all of this is rope based I've just decided that he's a clamber <laughs> A climber goblin. So I t- put a tourniquet on. Yeah. With a skilled knot that's easy to tighten and also then yep. immediately release because because he understands that tourniquets need to be released on a on a periodic basis. You you don't yeah, want your leg to die. You know. You've rigged up like a, a very sort and of, a pulley um, system. Yeah. Yeah, like a stretcher to keep Anders kind of still. Yeah. Which is actually in done in such a way that I can then unhook it and it works as something that both me and Ivan can carry. So presumably so uh, like, Anders doesn't have a head injury if you're using a tourniquet. Yeah, just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I'm going to say, like, his right arm has been really, really torn up. Uh, like, assumedly, he's held out his ha- his arm to try and protect himself from, a, you know, the bear. And right. It, it's probably shattered. Right. Oof. 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 
it, it is a severe injury. Right. Uh, but, but at this point now, probably not life threatening. So tourniquet and splinted and yeah. lower him down. I will. I would assume that there is, if he's not unconscious, there will be screaming, even with the best care. No, he, he is like delirious. Right, right. He's semi-conscious. Okay. There is not screaming, but there is like moaning and yeah, just, he's in a very bad way. Yeah, yeah. If I'm splinting a, a, a limb, I'm just going to assume I don't need to call over the others because oh, right. that yes, no. will be loud yeah, enough yeah. in itself. You can hear like, yeah, uh, you, the others can hear moaning and whimpering. Given this bear is now dead, it is a, a non-rollable task for everyone to roll the bear off of Zolf. <laughs> Thank you. him from beneath the corpse. But yeah, as you do, you can hear this kind of like whimpering and groaning from like a little ways off. That was unnecessary, Zolf, but really cool. <laughs> Cheers. Thank you both for your assistance. You are a horrifying killing machine, Zoya. You are <laughs> the best. <laughs> Yep, good work. Good work there. Anyone else here screams, well, moans, well, delirium. Yes, we should check those out, I think. Yeah, best get back. Yeah, and as you walk up, you see sort of Ivan there, like, heads kind of, not in his hands, but like clasping his forehead in a kind of like, oh, no, this is kind of my fault (laughs) kind of way. And... Uh, you see Tielvar kind of like splinting up and just basically doing some some pretty solid first aid on on Anders. We should get this cub back to the clearing. Uh, no, wait, we, we we can't go back. And this is Mint who's climbed down with you. We we can't go back. Like, uh... so you'd rather stay and die? No, 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 no. You don't. I mean, look. If if we go back, our parents are—they're never going to let us see each other again. And listen, little lady, your parents cared enough to pay our fee without us specifying what that fee would be. (laughs) They want you back. I—I—I know. I don't. I know our parents care for us, but they're not. If we go back, they are never going to let us see each other again. And we are going to get... A... I I don't want to spend the rest of my life as a banker. Well... Anders doesn't want to spend the rest of his life as a blacksmith. But his if, life if we stay... will be quite short if we stay here. Could solve both problems. There's got to be another clearing. Like We can, we can carry on. There's, there's somewhere else. You understand, right? Maybe after he's healed up. You can try escaping again. Also, possible he won't be able to blacksmith anyway. Please, no, please. We get you back there, right? And we get you healed up. And then we escort you elsewhere if you want. They're not going to let you. They're not going to let you. Our parents are not going to let you. And then, uh, unless you're willing to fight all of the guards in Thornwall, please, maybe just, just take us... Take us with you. Take, take us to the next clearing. I know what we did wasn't... Stupid, it was stupid. Yeah, yes. No, I know. This I know lad that. doesn't have much time. You you know that is a lie. Right, OK. <laughs> because you have... You've, you've kind of sorted him with, like, mm. some warmth and some rest. He will start recovering. Like, obviously, his injury is, is going to take weeks to heal properly, but okay. you, you have personally made sure that he is not... 
like gonna die. That's cool. Okay. You can still like obviously you can still lie. I but... think this could very much be a persuading look, friend. I think we really need to get him to safety soon. Don't worry. Your parents probably aren't as angry or as powerful as you think. I think yeah, that is a persuading NPC move. Mm-hmm. So roll with charm. Roll with charm. Seven. Seven. Okay. Yeah, so Mint is steadfast that they cannot go back. Mm-hmm. But she is more than willing to go with you mm-hmm. if you go somewhere else. She like she understands that well, like what you're saying is sensible. Mm-hmm. But she is convinced that if they go back, their lives are functionally over. I, and Teenagers. I mean that in like the yeah. yes, yeah. I mean that in the mm. teenage way. How far is the nearest clearing? Do any of us know? Yeah, it's about a day. Mm. Like, because you're an hour and a half out of like you've got to get up the trail back to the path. But then there's that bothy, which you could use as a, an outpost to make sure that Anders is okay and get everyone mm. fed. And then it's like it's another day to the next clearing. Okay. Uh. Putting on quite like uh, an obviously like a caricaturistically mean face <laughs> and like with a raised eyebrow, Telva turns to the group and says, What would our fee be to take these two to another place? Ten, maybe twenty gold. And once they got there, perhaps they could work that debt off for a long term fee. I mean, that's the other option than us just taking them back to where they could get treated for free with parents who are distraught and want to see them. Mint immediately says yes. <laughs> okay. I think you may have pitched low there. 30, I, I, right, yes, economies are hard. <laughs> I, meant, I meant 20 gold each. Yes, each, 20 gold each <laughs> per day. day. And it's a two-day journey. <laughs> Yes, yes, we will. Please, please, we can't go back. And you have to write a letter to your family explaining why, where you're going and basically letting them know that you're fine. Mm. We were going to do that anyway. Like, once, we, once we'd established it, once we'd given them a bit of time, we could have explained ourselves, but they just, they're not going to listen and they haven't listened. They never listen. Out of character, yes. was our deal with the parents that we would bring them back or that we would make sure they were yes. safe? Yeah. It, okay, no, it so we did agree back. to bring them back. Yes. We also didn't agree a fee, though. <laughs> God, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't pay attention to what the deal was at we're all. Bad. May, Mercenaries. You, you may find that the dramatic nature of your departure has perhaps changed your parents' attitude. Now, we did meet them, and I agree with what you say. They were angry, they did seem initially unreasonable but we were able to talk to them. I believe strongly that no one should be trapped in a life they have not chosen for themselves. If you truly, truly wish to go onwards under the agreed deal then perhaps that will be acceptable but I would urge you, your, your partner's arm is very badly hurt the the journey will make it worse he may never recover fully if we go back to thornwall with good care he has a much better chance i 
swear to you that if you do that, and if you still want to leave, I will indeed fight every single person in that clearing <laughs> for them to let you leave, if that is what you truly wish and you believe that is the only way it will be accomplished. I mean, we can just tie your parents up until they calm down. We've done that loads of times. It solves most problems. OK, Mint looks mildly horrified at Grizzop. <laughs> and then back to Zoya. Looks down at Anders for a long time and then says, give us give us a night. Let Anders... It has to be both of our decision. I can't... Just give us a night. Right, fair enough. Let's get to the Bothy. Because at least there, we won't encounter... More bears. Yeah, that's sensible. I agree with Chelva. Off we go then. Zolf's gonna say to Mint, fundamentally, you've proved that you'll run away if pushed to it, and I reckon that your parents are not stupid enough to force you into running away again when the first time you nearly died. So, you know, something to think about, yeah? <laughs> Mint kind of doesn't meet your eyes but kind of nods and if you don't want to be a blacksmith just be rubbish at it <laughs> no one wants a rubbish blacksmith <laughs> I, I'm um, I was going to be a, a banker well then be a rubbish banker <laughs> that's even easier just spend the money <laughs> I'm a terrible banker I can give you tips <laughs> All right, so with this uh, level of life advice ongoing, <laughs> Ivan Ivan picks up one half of the stretcher that Anders is on that Tjelvar has managed to fashion out of rope and some sticks, and someone else can grab the other side. I'll, I'll grab just, the other half. Just Ivan is very much contrite. Uh, it's very clear that he was like, yeah, I'll take this job, nice and easy. Ah, yes, my actions have consequences and I may have made a bad choice. <laughs> yeah, and you get your way back to the Bothy. For what it's worth, Anders now appears to have fallen asleep in a just, like, you know, utterly drained and exhausted, but it, it's asleep, not like a feverish, you know, semi-consciousness. And, uh, yeah, you set up a fire at the Bothy, and I can either skip to the morning... Or, while Anders is sort of sleeping inside the bothy, it's a quite balmy evening and you've set up a campfire, you can all be sitting. If you want to continue this conversation with Mint, or would you rather just wait until the morning so that Anders can be involved? I will suggest, while Mint is fussing over Anders, that one of us just goes off and tells the parents that we found them. Yeah, I was I was going to suggest the same. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Like, Good stuff. Goes okay. at night, which one of us wants to go... Ivan volunteers. Oh, right. Aww. And Ivan is like, yeah, no, I, I got him into this mess and I'll, I'll get him out of it. I'll, I'll go get the... Um... No, no, I'm thinking, don't get them. Tell them we found them. We're in the deep woods still, managing some injuries. See how the parents react. If they are truly horrible, then perhaps it is best we take them very well paid to the next clearing. But if they seem like they would like their kids back and would allow them to be romantic friends, then we'll take them back. I mean, we could just say that we're not going to bring them back unless they agree. Done. I'll go back, I'll tell them they're safe. I know they're safe, I know they're with you. All right, so I'll do, I'll do that. Um... I think perhaps one of us should go with Ivan. Uh, if three stay here to travel, I think that is safer, better for one of us. We are the ones who have been working together a long time be helpful for one of us to also judge the reactions of the parents and given that we did take a job from them to possibly 
make it clear that, you know, our job is not kidnapping. We do not abduct people against their will if we can mm. possibly avoid it. <laughs> All right. You know, if they are truly, truly dedicated to the idea of staying I away, agree. then that needs to be explained to the parents that we have found them, we have made sure they are safe, but we will not bring them back at the cost of their own physical safety right, so, and autonomy. So, so do you want to go, or shall I, or...? Well, I think perhaps it's best if I go with Ivan, but if someone else wants All to right. go, that's... Right, right, Ivan, uh, she's going to be going with you. And uh, as you look up, you notice that, you know, this was the end of a more extended conversation, <laughs> and Ivan has already gone right. to the oh. point where you can't see him on the path. We need to talk to you, Zoya, about your extended moral justifications for your <laughs> actions. Please, can we not talk more about talking? <sighs> this is why I prefer to work with people I know well, have worked with for a long time. Ivan is obviously, has been overwhelmed by guilt and is like, act, was acting quite erratically and has obviously gone like, I'm going, bang, off, off he goes. And so you continue a little, a little more into the the night, but ultimately, you know, you bed down and get get some sleep. Tjelva, you check on Anders. He he does seem to be doing fine. Again, you, you did exactly the right thing at exactly the right time, and you've managed to stave off like more serious consequences rather than just what appears to now be a nastily broken arm. And you awake to the sound of a lot of footsteps. That was predictable. Let's see what they say. Time to fight the entire clearing. Right, what's this then? I hope it will not be necessary, but Zoya cracks her knuckles. (laughs) So yeah, you you pop out of the boffy, like mob-handed, and you see a group of very angry denizens kind of walking up with Jasper and Tamora at the head of them. Jasper is wearing like beautiful full plate, you know. Given a blacksmith, more he's of an obviously got a for his skills than actually. Yeah, yeah, very, very much so. And is wielding uh, a like a large two-handed sword. And Tamora is holding like a, a really, really long, like very high poundage longbow. And they are flanked by a bunch of like people wearing citizens' militia badges and hats. Uh, and kind of being pushed in front of them is Ivan, who looks pretty badly beaten up and has his hands tied. What do you think you're right, doing? Zolf, I'll sacrifice myself this time. You know, I think I owe you one. <laughs> so. Nope. Right. Which of us has the highest charm? You. I think we all have, like, one. Yeah. Grizzolf <laughs> thinks he has the highest charm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and they, they come to us to a halt outside, and Tamora's like... Where are our kids? They're safe. They're in a safe place. And you best not start anything, really. We just want to know. They'll be okay when they get back. What do you mean they'll be okay? We're their parents. We know what's best for them. They don't necessarily agree. Your attitude to them has already caused them to run off into the forest and nearly die. Do you understand that if you do not attempt to talk to them on the level of sentient beings who are capable of making their own choices, you will lose them forever one way or another. Your two choices here are to treat them as a criminal for the rest of their life, destroy any chance of their happiness, and lose any relationship you have ever had with them, or let them go. Or pick a favourite knee. 
<laughs> okay, cool. So, well, one thing actually, uh, you've all cleared your exhaustion tracks and healed one injury if you had it. Hooray! Um, oh, good. Nice. Your decay is not gone because, you know, you had no way to fix equipment, you know, in a boffy. Mm-hmm. This feels like a final persuading NPC. Yeah. Uh, so I need a charm roll from one of you. Can I make it this time? Yeah. You well, you had yeah. the last word. I think that makes sense. Yeah. Happy, happy to help by nodding. Yeah, we're yeah. going to nod. I was mm, not same. helping. Well, this is the thing. I'm, I'm more than happy for everybody to help on this Ooh. if post-post-fact you need it. I Yeah, I didn't roll great. Uh, oh, my charm's <laughs> plus one, though. So that's a six... Someone help, someone help, who isn't me? Someone help, who isn't me? I'm going to do a power pose. Chilvar's going to power pose and nod (laughs) at the correct times. (laughs) Hmm. Believe the work. So you're adding, all right, you are adding plus one. Yep. You can also mark, so you already marked an exhaustion for that, but Mm. you can mark exhaustion again to select one of the following. You can seal your aid, uh, you can seal your, your aid or interference, which you're having a conversation mm. there but you can create an opportunity or obstacle Ooh, yeah I'll mark, I'll mark to exhaustion for that and be oh, give them an opportunity to run away but the yeah yeah by doing that uh, while doing that say it, was, it would be a shame if they were to sneak out the back of wherever we <laughs> left them <laughs> I, I mean, and the other effect of a seven is that the NPC we were trying to say isn't sure. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All right. So while you're saying this, and uh, like Zoya is still trying to like talk down this mob, mm-hmm. Mint like pokes her head out of the window of the bothy, gasps and runs out, like to to you. Goes, Mum, what are you doing? What have you done with Ivan? What what did you do to him? Tamora's like, wit. We're just trying to protect you. We don't know. We don't know what happened. This, this this badger came in as an outsider and, and took you from us. And Mint's like, "What are you talking about? We hired him. All we wanted to do is get out from under you." And at that point, like Tamora is just you know absolutely flabbergasted, like apoplectic with righteous indignation. And Jasper's like, "What do you mean?" And it's like, we ran away from you, from you two, from your overbearing attitudes, from the fact that you just want to live our lives for us. Anders is in there. He could have died if it wasn't for this guy, pointing at Telvar. Like, they saved us. They saved us. And Ivan was there too. Like, sure, maybe he shouldn't have agreed to it, but we paid him for his job. Like, he did what he thought was right. He tried to help us from you. And at that point, yeah, Jasper is like, my boy. And, like, drops his weapon and runs past. Yeah. Okay, stepping out of the way then, because distraught father is not the same as enemy combatant, I think. It's fine. I'll keep a wary eye on his knees. Mm. And uh, Tamora kind of, at this point, deflates. He goes, I I knew you didn't like us, but I didn't know you felt like... (sighs) Okay. This is what I was trying to explain. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it, it, it... and it is, you, you, you know, you, you primed them. And tomorrow we'll turn around and go, yeah, okay, we'll cut Ivan's bonds. And I was like... Oh, his bonds? Uh, kind of rubbing oh, it. Oh, right. Yeah, not, yeah. and rubs, rubs his wrist, is like, yeah, thanks. And she turns to the militia and says, yeah, you, you can go. Um, me and Jasper will handle this. I'd like to move to Ivan and make sure he's okay and give him some, you know, very basic first aid, if I know any. Uh, he doesn't need it. He's he's right. been roughed up, yeah, but yeah. he's not like. And he's he's a he's a you know tough 
tough yeah, individual. Yeah, yeah. And Tamora's like, fine, okay, right, enough, enough shouting, enough posturing. Let's just let's sit down and talk. And I'm going to end the episode and the arc there on a Gr- sort of with maybe Grizz up holding up a rope in the background, waggling his eyebrows, little 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 <laughs> cheeky <laughs> rope, just mm, maybe. <laughs> Uh, the slightly interrupting the uh, uh, talk about about a fee, <laughs> <laughs> and then we cut. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Right. Well, thank you very much, everyone. It was <laughs> Benquest. Yay! There was Benquest. Benquest. And yeah, uh, I think uh, we're going to call a close there, and uh, we'll be back to our regular programming. After this, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Bye! Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by Rusty Quill and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 international license. Today's episode was directed by Alexander J. Newell and produced by Hannah Preisinger. To subscribe, buy merchandise, or join our Patreon, visit RustyQuill.com. Rate and review us online, tweet us at the Rusty Quill, visit us on Facebook, or email us via mail at RustyQuill.com. Join our community on the Discord, or via Reddit at r slash RustyQuill. Thanks for listening. I think I'll call today's session there. Wait, that's it? You're just going to leave us on a cliffhanger? It's more dramatic this way. I enjoyed it. Thank you, Mr. Wilde. Well, I'm glad someone enjoys my art. One issue, though. You, Grizzop, you made me run into that bear. It was very unrealistic. I I am very cautious in wild places. Hey, that was Wilde that did that. I I was doing pretty well. At least you weren't some sort of knee fetishist, Azolf. Knees, knees, knees. I don't just shoot knees. Yeah, well, that's all I've heard, Zop. What I want to know is why I spent most of my bloody time in my pants, eh? Well, all I've heard about you is you spend most of your time fighting in your underclothes. I was just playing to character. Isn't that right, Wild? Hmm? Oh, I'm sure I don't know what you mean. Oh, thanks a bunch. Anyway, I'm as game as the next orc for a bit of fun, but that was not my voice, Sawyer. You sound like some sort of vaudeville hawker. Seems pretty accurate to me. Wonderful. Now, can I interest any of you in a bite to eat? There's this lovely little fish restaurant just on the docks and I've been meaning to go back to it. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odour control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, everyone. It's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ Network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. 
what begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences, quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled woe period begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun, and see you later.